Since 1978, Star Wars action figures have played a major role in the lives of many, many children of various ages. Whether it's a specific figure, a herd of plastic dudebacks, or an army of R2 astromechs, every story is unique, and has a personal, one-of-a-kind memory and meaning attached to it. Some Star Wars fans have even carried this love and passion for plastic crack into adulthood. One vintage toy collector has stood out, while he shares his extensive knowledge and ever-growing collection with the masses. And now, without further ado, we go to Mike Mann with the vintage Star Wars toy guru, the one and only, Band of Otter. Hello everybody and welcome to Star Wars Extras Podcast. My name is Mike Mann and with me today I have a, I have a really cool dude who launches rockets. Okay, he's a Star Wars fan, he's a toy collector, he lives out on the left coast, which I'm really sorry to hear about, but... He's got a massive collection of toys, and that's what I like. Star Wars, Santa Claus, and toys. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Bantha Fodder. How's it going, everybody? I'm happy to be here. I'm actually privileged to be here. Thank you, Mike. Oh, uh, you don't have to say that. You don't have to say that shit. Right? <laughs> but That's true. It's very true, though. Um, you, you're, about, you're about my age, right? You're 46, right? Yes, sir. 46. I'm, I'm, I just turned 47. And um, I collect toys, and that's how I met you. Was if anybody listened to the previous interview that I did with Daddy O's Comics and Collectibles, who does toy auctions all the time, um, that's how I met Bantha here. And uh, on and on that episode, I talked about him stealing my flashlight, and um, <laughs> I wanted to know how you got started into collecting. When you were when you were young, was it was it something that you started out as a kid and never stopped, or how how'd that happen? I mean, I guess I never really knew I was a collector, and until I got older and I still had my collection. So it started off. My dad owned a TV store in my hometown, and so before Star Wars came out, he got like a bootleg version of it. So as soon as I saw that, I was hooked. That's where I was. Whoa, Every whoa, single whoa, day. whoa, 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 back up. Your dad got a bootleg of Star Wars in 1977? The movie, and if he still had it today, I'd probably be a millionaire, you know, and I'd be talking to Joe Rogan's podcast, but, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's okay. Instead, I'll, I'll you're stuck I'll, on mics. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you, ha- you had a bootleg of Star Wars in the 70s? My dad did. Yeah, he owned a TV store. Oh, my God. What did you play that on back in the 70s? They didn't have VCRs, did they? No, I don't even I don't remember if it was a laser disc or if it was like a film projector. I don't remember, but I just had to be a real to real, man. Yeah. And I wore it out. I mean, wore it out. And this was before it came out in theaters. Yeah, it was like a month or two. That was back in the day where. You know, we had a huge living room with like, I think we might have had three couches in it. It was so big. And the whole neighborhood came over. And my dad's like, hey, I found this new video or new movie and we're going to watch it. And it was Star Wars. And the neighbors all left. And I was stuck there like on pause, like stuck in the Matrix. Like, what did I just watch? And I need to watch it 500 more times. Oh, I mean, Star Wars back then, Star Wars was a breakthrough in movie technology and exactly i mean you see stuff before that and you know you could see the fishing line and stuff 
but you know, George, that that's one of the things that fascinated me is I used to watch like all the movies I would get, I'd watch behind the scenes. And I think that's where I got started. And, you know, I never stopped liking toys, but I think in the nineties when they released like the special edition with the extra stuff where the extra behind the scenes stuff, and they were putting stuff on TV that was behind the scenes, how they made this, how they made that. I've always been fascinated by that stuff. And I think that's what I agree completely. Yeah. I think that's what got me into it again. Yeah, it was weird for me because I had like, you know, the New Hope, the Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi toys, and they were all cool. And then by the time like early 90s came around, I joined the army and then I was gone for like almost 10 years. So it felt like time went by and I didn't. I didn't know what was going on. And then when I came back, everybody was like on this whole vintage craze and toys, this and that. And I was like, well, I still have mine because I've been in pause for 10 years. And I've got my collection, and my parents never threw anything away. It's all up in the attic. Oh, so you still have all your toys from a kid, being a kid? I have a lot of them, and then, you know, I collect all the rest as I go because now I'm addicted. I'm like a junkie. You love that plastic crack. Oh, yeah. I got a habit, you know, bad habit. Sitting there scratching and shit. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I... The, I think that's what got me back into it was the special edition stuff and and to know that you have your some of your originals I don't have any of that shit I wish I did man God Which, I wish I I could only thank my parents for that because they're hoarders and just everything <laughs> was in the attic so I came home and they're like are you gonna take all your stuff and I was like what stuff and they're like all your stuff in the attic and I was like as a matter of fact I will you go up there and you're like <laughs> yes yeah, I will every time I go up in the attic it's like Christmas morning. <laughs> oh man. Oh, I'm jealous. God, I'm jealous. Yeah, I don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> I I I've been trying to get back some of my stuff from 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 when I was a kid, but I've I've had a hard time. I mean, there's one thing back when the internet first started and they were selling stuff online there was this Darth Vader statue and he was standing on a pair of steps or a flight of steps that was like Death Star steps. And he had his lightsaber up in the air. I could probably find a picture of it, but it was like a Toys R Us thing and I got it on Toys R Us's website and I think it was like 10 or 15 bucks. And now I try to find it and it's two or 300 bucks. And I'm like, exactly. And it, I mean, and it got that's what I think we move. take for granted. Yeah. It got like, crushed remember when move, we had, so. yeah, when we had like KB toys and toys are us, we, we never thought they'd go anywhere. Now they're yeah. gone. And we feel bad for our kids. Uh, KB was one of my favorite places, even though some of their prices were expensive when they had a sale and they put stuff on sale, they put stuff on sale pretty decent. Exactly. But which I'm just, I'm just going to go on the record right now and say in my hometown, there was a <laughs> there was a little tiny store. Feather, don't you laugh. There's a little tiny store, and I used to shoplift a Star Wars figure like two or three times a week there, and they went out of business. And I don't know if I did it or not, but <laughs> I got some amazing figures that are still in my collection from the store. And I hope my parents don't hear this. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever you know who Kevin Smith is, right? Oh yeah. You ever listen to Tell Him Steve Dave? 
I haven't. No. They um they're they're guys that um you ever heard of the TV show Comic Book Man? Yes, it definitely. Was, it was those guys. Okay. And Brian Quinn from Impractical Jokers. But Walt on that show was doing uh he when he first started running the store, the Jay and Silent Bob stash in Jersey, he had um he had taken figures and he'd take them back to Suncoast Video. Now back then it didn't have a complete description on the receipt. It just had Star Wars figure. So he would take back all the shitty figures and get his money back. <laughs> That's a smart and, guy right there. <laughs> and from what he said, people they, they had meetings about him. Because <laughs> he was bringing back hundreds of dollars in figures. Wow. And he was wondering if he helped put them out of business. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> but if you ever get a chance and you like listening to podcasts, tell them Steve Dave. It's good stuff. I'm going to have to check that out, definitely. Yeah, it's good stuff. I listen to it a lot. But I get on a, I, you know, since I drive a lot now, I drive a lot more than I used to. I can get through a 12-hour book in two days, maybe two days and a quarter. But that's not bad, though. I mean, I wish I had that kind of time. There's so much stuff I've got in my queue ready to listen up. I just never have the time to do it. Yeah. And you said you don't live far from uh, work, so, I mean. Yeah, I'm like a 10-minute drive from work. I mean, if you're going to listen to a Joe Rogan podcast, it's going to take you two weeks to do one episode. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) I mean, his podcasts are two, three hours long. I've listened to some of them. Some of them are really, really good. And, and And that guy is not stupid. You know, you, people may look at him out. Oh, he's just a dumb comedian. He's a, a fighter. I mean, he is not stupid at all. Yeah, he's definitely like on like another level where he talks about like um, sensory deprivation tanks. And to, yeah, you don't know if he's like the craziest guy in the world or the smartest guy in the world. I think he's a little bit of both. Correct. Yeah, I yeah, agree. Yeah. So. You growing up watching that Star Wars movie, is that what got you hooked on Star Wars or just on toys or all of it? Uh, definitely Star Wars. I mean, because, you know, I was a kid born, you know, 74. So the big toys that Christmas when Star Wars came out and everything after were Star Wars. And then it just transitioned into G.I. Joe just because it was on TV and they had more articulation than the star Wars guys. Right. So definitely star Wars and GI Joe, you know, just the mainstream toys. And that's what I always remember. And that's what I love. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I used to, I used to like GI Joe a lot too. I, I was never a big fan of, I mean, I like the vintage figures just because of the nostalgia of them, but like the, like the way they move, I don't like. Like agree, the, the Clone Wars figures. Um, I think it's Clone Wars figures. They they move like shit too. They they're like posed already. You know what I mean? Agree. And I hate to say I like hate certain Star Wars figures, but the ones that just annoy me are the ones that looks like they're all on steroids. I don't oh, know if that was like mid nineties or late. That, yeah, I'm like, that oh, was like that power was Power of the Force. Of the force yeah. Exactly. Yeah, every time I see those, I was like, what happened? I don't know if they were trying to compete with He-Man Look, or man, what was going on there. Mark Hamill was never that buff. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and, and they, they make – I have a figure of uh, 
Leia in the white gown, and she looks like Tori Belleche. You know who that is? Yeah, it looks like she could beat you up. And you're like, I don't oh, want yeah. my Princess Leia to be able to beat me yeah, up. She looks like she was one of the guys on Mythbusters. I mean, it's it's yeah. it's crazy, and she's all buff and and she's got a mean mug face. It's it's ridiculous. Now C three PO being stiff like that, that's fine. Because that's how he was the whole time we right. ever saw him. Yeah, but the, the like the 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 figures that came out and the um the the bubble pack, you know, what do they call that the, on the front? The bubble, oh, like the little blister. Yeah, yeah, the blister. the blister pack. The ones that had like the dome shaped one for like I think it was Revenge of the Sith figures. Yeah, those are some of my favorites because those are very articulating. And the black series. I agree. I agree. Now, I, I love the Black Series, and everybody asks me all the time, they're like, how come you don't get into Black Series, this and that? So one, I'm not that rich, so I can't afford vintage and Black Series, but I'm not a good photographer. So the Vintage Series figures work great for me because their articulation is kind of, you know, it's five points. It's kind right. of horrible, right. and I'm a shitty photographer, <laughs> so that all works out great. I mean, I, you don't expect great poses or action scenes because you can only move their arms up and down and legs forward and back. Hey, man, there's apps to help you with that shit. Even those, I'm still not that great. So that's why those figures work perfect for me. They're like, that's such a great photo. I was like, I know because I suck, and that's why it's so great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like your pictures that you put up. I like those vintage looks, man. Those are cool. I but I appreciate that. I mean, that's what it takes with an iPhone and no skill. <laughs> I I want I want my figures to bend though, and I want my figures as detailed as possible. So I started getting into the six inch figures. Yeah, no, I agree. There's some people on there and on Instagram, and they've got like the black series with a million articulation. And I look at their photos, and I was like, man, that's such a great photo. Thanks for making mine look like dog shit because yours looks so good. <laughs> you but jerk. I, I, Why'd I you have to post that? <laughs> yeah, I could never, even if my figures articulated like that, I could never make my stuff look that good. I don't know if I just don't have the talent. Or the eye for it. I mean, some people out there are doing amazing stuff. Yeah, you know what it is to me? It's like, I want it to look real. So, like, you try to set it outside on your deck. And you can see the house in the background. Or the, the fence. Agree. So you get, the, you get that, that visual that, oh, it's just a little figure sitting on the back porch. Yep. And that really bothers me. So, you know... I, I try not to I try to make it look as real as possible and I think with a bigger figure you could do that but I still don't think I'm doing a good job at it and a lot of people use a lot of editing and I've seen some tutorials where they'll take a spot in their backyard and they'll pour a bunch of dirt on the ground and a bunch of rocks and you know they use a real a real camera instead of an iPhone and you know shoot low and shit comes out like I don't know how they do it, man. I just don't. Yeah, I mean, they're using <laughs> fireworks in the background, and they're making, like, laser blasts. Mm -hmm. I mean, I wish I could do that or I had the time. I think my biggest, like, the best thing that helps me is there's a guy on Instagram, and I think he sells on eBay. He's the Cardboard Galaxy, and he makes these cardboard backdrops. And it looks like the Imperial background or a really? Rebel Frigate or anything like that. And so... And he's he's reasonable, like twenty bucks a pop. So I make sure every time he releases something, I buy something from him because the background, you know, I think is what sets my photos apart because the five point of articulation figures don't. 
it's all about the background and everything around it. Oh my God. I didn't know that. I'm gonna have to go follow this guy. Yeah. Cardboard galaxy. The guy, he makes amazing stuff and it's really reasonable priced. And yeah, I, I'm, you know, I swear by him. Cause I'm like, thank you for making me great. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for making me look good. <laughs> yeah. Cause all I have is a pile of dirt in my backyard. So I'm like, man, I need you to put out some stuff. Otherwise I can't do anything. I, uh, does he ever take requests? I don't know if he takes requests, but he always puts out like limited edition stuff. Like, Hey, this is open for a month or so, you know, this is what you get. Here's my PayPal. And he sends like limited edition stuff and he never puts it out again. So people are like, how do I get that? I'm like, well, you can, you got to hit up this guy and he only makes limited run. So it's kind of special. I'm going to look at this. What was it? Cardboard galaxy. Cardboard galaxy. Yeah. He's a solid guy. Um, I think I put one of his kids through college. I don't know. <laughs> I know. I know I've helped uh, daddy pay a couple car payments. Oh, definitely. Ryan, he's a solid, he's a solid, solid guy. He, you know, definitely took a couple of my paychecks. Yeah. He's, he's one of my favorite people in the world. I mean, Agree. Not yeah. only does he like sell great stuff for great prices, he's just a good person. Yeah. And he's, and he's, um, he, like you said, he's a solid dude. He's an honest dude and he's a loyal dude. He he'll like, I I've come, I've come across money problems a couple of times. I'm like, dude, I can't pay you for this right now. Can you, can I pay it next week? He's like, he's like, your money is your, your credit is good at daddy O's. I'm like, okay, cool. Sounds good to me. (laughs) Definitely. He's also where we created the hashtag space Joe's when he was always selling GI Joe's and we're like, got any space Joe's? He's like, what about, you know, vintage stuff. I asked him about it, and I was like, got any space shows? And he's like, what am all? They're like G.I. Joe's, but they're the vintage Star Wars guys. So it was all – it was kind of like me and Twin Dig and Emmy Customs and stuff all were like, got space shows? And then it took off, and now it's its own kind of hashtag. I love this toy community shit. <laughs> <laughs> I I bought stuff from Twin Dig, and then I seen him come into Daddy-O's. I was like, oh, shit, I bought stuff from that guy. I've, I think I've bought stuff from almost everybody. A lot of people that sell stuff on, on, you know, I'm sure there's some I haven't, but a, there's a lot of toy people I follow to, to look for stuff. <clears throat> but that, agree. Twin dig was one of my very first guys I followed. And then, I mean, don't quote me on this, but quote me on this. I think twin dig might be booger stew or know who exactly booger stew is. Because I get random packages and I kind of track down a zip code and I'm like, oh man, that's that guy. But I don't know for sure. I don't want to start rumors. Uh, well, you know what? We mm-hmm. might have to start this rumor and put some pressure on Twin Dig and have him <laughs> confess whether he is right? the, the famed elusive booger stew. We might have to like Guantanamo <laughs> Bay him. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> water. <laughs> Waterboard. We're not going to waterboard him, Feather. We're not waterboarding any. Okay, yeah, we could waterboard him. I definitely agree. Speak for yourself, <laughs> dude. <laughs> I want to know who this booger stew guy is. Exactly. You know, it's either him. I mean, that story or you told, Jim Wade. Yeah, that's uh, Jim Wade. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that name on there before. Yeah, but, the OG Jedi. It's either him or Twin Dig. I'm not really sure who. It's one of those two, though, that I think I've narrowed it down to. Dude, that story you wrote about Booger Stew had me fascinated. I'm like, this is a cool dude. I like yeah, Booger so Stew. I, I think he's one of the name, coolest people in the world. 
me too. If I could just narrow down who it is, we could probably make him pretty popular. But he's he's like a figment. He's like a Tyler Durden from Fight Club. <laughs> Tyler Durden. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe he might be. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Watch it just be some. But see, didn't you say you've met him though? I thought you said you've met Booger Stew. I have. I've met him and I've talked to him, but I can't put the name to the profile, so I don't know exactly who it is. Oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Because none of those people are putting up pictures of themselves. If they did, the Booger Stew mystery would be solved like that. Yeah, I'd narrow it down and we'd be good. Like Chris Hansen on To Catch a Predator. Gotcha. You know, but yeah. Yeah. um, uh, We're going to have to go after Twin Dig. That's what I'm thinking, you know, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> yeah. We're coming after you, Twin Dig. Mm-hmm. Watch yourself. <laughs> I think the first guy I bought stuff from on Instagram toys was IG Toy Store. They're great. Agree. The only They're thing, one of the first people I followed. Don't, yeah. The only thing I don't like about IG Toy Store, and this goes for a lot of toy sellers, is... They don't really put a description up. He'll take a picture of a figure on a black background. Is that a six inch? Is that a three and three quarter? I don't know. I've never seen that yeah. figure. Who the fuck is that? So, and he, they don't put details. I want some details, man. Tell me if I'm buying a six inch figure for $15 or am I buying a three and three quarter for $15? I want to know. Right. And then the, the thing that annoys me is people are like, I've got these figures for sale. DM for price. I don't want to DM. Tell me how much it is so I know if I want to buy it or not. Right. You know, if it, it, if you have to DM, you got to wait. If if it's right there in the detail, you could keep scrolling or then you could DM. Exactly. Yeah. Let me know. <laughs> <laughs> what? I, I know you've told me in the past that your collection is not worth a whole lot. Um, but is there, well, that's what I just say in front of my wife. I say that in front of my wife because otherwise she'd plot my death. Look, man, I I was trying to help you and I figured she was probably going to listen to this. She will eventually, but I've got her locked in the closet right now. (laughs) So, or am I in the closet and she's doing something? (laughs) Don't come out of the closet, Bantha. If I come out of the closet, it won't be on Instagram. Wait, never mind. (laughs) You'll be in the right state for it. <laughs> exactly right. I mean, come on. Um, is there is there a toy that is elusive to you that you're like, I want this, but you're having a hard time finding it, or every time you find it, it's there. They got a, r- a ridiculous price, or it's like, oh, this this figure is twelve dollars. You know, it's forty dollars shipping, but it's twelve dollars. I mean, is there a figure um, or a toy that you've been trying to find and you can't find? The one, I don't know if there's one like I specifically look for. I mean, I'm always trying to complete my like as far as vintage set, like the first three movies. Yeah. That I'm always keeping an eye for for a good price, but there's some that are so stupid I don't even want to buy, like that Imperial Dignitary. Yeah. The purple guy, he's expensive because he's the last 17. But he's such a stupid figure, I don't want him. But if I can get him for like four or five dollars, I'll buy him. But he's dumb. Um, Put it out there to daddy as... man. <laughs> right? Yeah, Ryan, help me out, bro. Come on. Yeah, hook a brother up, yo. Yeah, I mean, 
as far as my vintage collection, I think I've there's a couple things I'm missing, like the Imperial Shuttle. And I'd love to buy it, but I'm kind of cheap. Yeah. So I think I need to I think I need to find it for like, you know, a hundred bucks would be great. And I'd fully buy it. But there's nothing too elusive that I keep missing that I need to buy. I mean, I feel like my collection is pretty solid. I'm happy with what I have. There's nothing I'm chasing. Yeah. I I like kind of the bootleg odd stuff, like the gentle giant, like the twelve inch, like if I find a Boba Fett under for four hundred dollars, that'd be great. Dude, but we are like cut from the same cloth, man. <laughs> because the one thing that I want Besides that, Darth Vader, I told you. Anything Darth Vader, I mean, I'll, I'll, I want it. If it's got Darth Vader on it, I want it. I don't care if it's toilet paper, a napkin, which I have some, plates, I have some. Yeah, I mean, he's the Dark Lord of the Sith. You can't go exactly. wrong. But the Imperial Shuttle. I had the vintage Imperial Shuttle at one point. It wasn't in the greatest shape, but it was in a good enough shape. And, and that's um, awesome. It was it was it was gorgeous, gorgeous. But uh, I sold that with my original collection. And then, do I even want to know how much you got rid of that for? No, you don't. Okay. Um, <laughs> it was part of the whole collection price, so yeah, I'm not going to tell you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> don't break my heart. Don't break my heart here. Um, that that is one thing. I I, I found one. I can't remember who had it, and it was in pretty rough shape and you know i bought i bought the um the gi joe uh dreadnought thunder machine i think i paid like eight or nine bucks for the thunder machine but it was missing a lot of stuff so i put it all together by with ebay i put in a search and i'd save the search and just every day i'd get a here you know here's your saved search and i put it all back together you know that way, and I would have did it with an Imperial shuttle, but the the Imperial shuttle that somebody had, I can't remember who it was. They just wanted, I mean, they wanted way too much for it for the bad shape that it was in. And I was like, no. Mm-mm. I mean, if it was like fifty bucks, I would have jumped on it. But I think he wanted still wanted like a hundred and fifty bucks, and it which was that's the which that's the good thing and the bad thing. I mean, when the two thousands when eBay came out. You know, you could find stuff and people had it listed wrong and you could come up on deals and scores. But now everybody knows how to search everything. And it's almost like your local thrift store swap meet where the prices are so crazy, you can't even afford it. Yeah. I think some of my favorite places to go to is like flea markets and garage sales. Like you ever go to those church sales where they just got all kinds of junk laid out on the table? Oh yeah, like a church bazaar. Oh, those are so awesome. Why do I like looking? Uh, no, I'm not gonna say that. That's weird. I was gonna say, why do I like looking <laughs> at other people's junk? But <laughs> I you like to look at my junk anytime you want. <laughs> I like looking at junk sales. <laughs> you know, agree. Yeah, garage sales, flea market. Flea markets are my favorite, man. But and I just look for bizarre, like you said, bizarre stuff. There's you ever you ever see Cape Master? Oh yeah, he makes a lot of great stuff for me. Yeah, and he he gets a lot of great stuff. Yeah, um, I don't know where that guy lives, but he scores every weekend. He's posting stuff of what he he scored that he, weekend, and I'm like, where think, do you live? Like, I think oh he God. lives out there. 
he's close to me. I'm in, I mean, I think he might be close to like the Lancaster or something area where Santa Clarita, where he, he picks up scores every week, almost like two or three times a week. Yeah. He's grabbing a lot of stuff. Yeah. I don't know where he gets all his stuff, but he has, he had these four or five bootleg transformers. They all had the Chinese writing on the boxes, uh, on the packaging, the blister packs. It, it was, they were cheesy cool. And, Super legit, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he wanted, he wanted 40 bucks for all of them. And, and how can you pass that up? You can't. You can't. So I was like, yeah. I said, hey, Destiny. Destiny is my stepdaughter. And she's, uh, she's like 26. I was like, you know what I want for my birthday or for Christmas? And she's like, what? And I pulled it up on my phone. I was like, this. She's like, what is that? And I told her. She's like, whatever. And she's like, go ahead and order it. And so I ordered it and my wife paid her back. Or I don't know how that works. But uh, I got them all. I got them all for Christmas. They're all sitting here on a shelf. <laughs> but my problem is I open shit. You know, which there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, the only reason like there's certain things I don't open is because I consider the packaging part of the figure. Right. And I so I like that. to look at both of them. But if I can't see the actual figure or the item underneath the package, I'm going to open it up because oh, I want to see that. Like that big Skeletor. Right. There you go. Right there. Have you taken that completely out of the box yet? Oh, yeah, it's on my shelf. I'll send you a photo of it. It's awesome. It's right next to my, like, 18-inch Voltron that I got, the vehicle Voltron. Oh, man, that's so awesome. I want to make them fight. I don't even know who would win because they're both pretty cool. <laughs> I almost sent you a picture earlier of that um, uh, Netflix Skeletor. But I, yeah. I figured you've probably seen it already. <laughs> Which I know I know the Netflix Skeletor Kevin Smith thing is getting a a lot of hate, a horrible amount of hate. But why? But I like it. It's a twist on the story, and I'm cool with it. If you watch it open-minded and be like, okay, let me just see where this goes, it's not bad because you and I grew up watching the original He-Man, and it was kind of lame. It was cool, oh, yeah. but it was lame. Dude, it was – dude, a few years ago I watched an episode of um, – I just saw it on, so I watched it. It was uh, Knight Rider. I was like, man, <laughs> I, I, love that. I liked this show. I just liked it because of the car, but I was like, this is some cheesy shit. <laughs> exactly. I tried to tell my wife how like cool, you know, Michael Knight was, you know, and she's like, what am I, especially overseas, like in Germany or David Hasselhoff. Oh he's yeah. Shit. She's like, you're lying. I'm like, no, he's like Michael Jackson in he, Germany. Yeah. I was going to say he's Justin Bieber in Germany. Exactly. Yeah. He's a, he's a God. He is. He is yeah. A- in Germany, if anybody could walk on water. It's him. Oh yeah, David Hasselhoff. They, yeah, they don't. Sure. They don't. They don't have pictures of Jesus on their walls. They have pictures of Michael Knight. <laughs> I agree, definitely. Sitting next to his uh, his Trans Am. Oh, I'm sorry, his black T tops. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, the the He Man I watched as a kid. Yes, it was cheesy, but I think Knight Rider was cheesier. But it was it, it, it's a cartoon, and it takes place. In Eternia, which is nowhere. So, with something like that, you have to suspend disbelief, man. 
you can't agree. It's like you can't be like, oh, this is not real. This can't happen. No shit. Right. It's like Thor and Asgard. That's what we grew exactly. up with. Exactly. Man, Eternia was our Thor and Asgard. Exactly. <laughs> That's the perfect way to put it. But what 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 is the hate? I've heard that there is hate for the He-Man Netflix show, but what is the hate? What, what are they saying? What are people saying about it? Well, I don't want to spoil it for you. Go but ahead. Spoil the main it. Thing was, we think, we think it's a He-Man series and the whole time, you know, He-Man, the very first episode, he's not in it and he's not in it until the last one. And then like Skeletor stabs Prince Adam, which I'm like, I'm down with this because my favorite movie is Empire Strikes Back with Empire wins. So, Anytime Skeletor and his cronies win, I'm like, let's do this. Hell yeah. Here we go. Why? Yeah. I like the bad guys. Right. Me too. Yeah. I mean, I loved Star Wars A New Hope, but when Empire Strikes Back came, I didn't know when I was young, but I was like, I'm definitely a Sith. Yep. <laughs> uh, we need to make the dark uh, win. Here we go. Hey, I know it now. <laughs> yeah. Is there a Sith religion I can join? <laughs> right. Empire <laughs> Strikes Back, greatest movie ever made. I'm like, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. That's the one ever made so far. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got to. I've got to be honest. It's not my favorite. Mine. Okay, Mike, I gotta go. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Mine is Return of the Jedi. That's a good one. I mean, but because yeah, I mean, they're all great, they're all good. But Empire Strikes Back, you see Boba Fett for the first time. Ha. Mm-hmm. Huh? The Adats. Oh yeah. I mean, hey, don't get me everything, wrong. Everything. I'm just like, oh my god. Every time I saw something, I was like, what? What to me? That's that's the you know creme de la creme. Don't get. I mean, the, George is coming off a big win with a New Hope, and then he's like, "Let's put everything we can into this." Let's. I mean, he he dialed it up, man. And don't get me wrong, he he knocked it out of the park. Empire Strikes Back oh. is a freaking fantastic movie, but I it think is. the reason I like Return of the Jedi is because Darth Vader's in it more. Agree. And anytime, which that's why everybody's like a new hope was great. I was like, it was, but you see lightsabers in there. Oh yeah. Like when Luke strikes one off with Obi-Wan Kenobi Mm -hmm. and that's it. But man, empire strikes back. They're fighting. Luke gets his arm cut off. Even Han Solo uses a lightsaber. Exactly. You know, cutting open a tauntaun. It looks like tater tots on the inside, which I could never, <laughs> after I saw that, I could never eat a tater tot again the rest of my life. I thought I was eating a tauntaun. <laughs> Cover that in mustard or something so it doesn't look like that. Please. Right. That's why Empire Strikes Back got me so good. I mean, it was a lightsaber battle like you've never seen in your life. Mm-hmm. And just everything like Adats and Boba Fett. And all the bounty hunters, and I don't know what it was. I don't want to say I'm a dark person, but I'm like, man, that was the best. I was like, people got fucked off. I loved it. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, let me ask you something. In your opinion, if George was still running things, and that, that version that somebody made of Darth Vader and Obi Wan fighting in A New Hope, do you have you seen that? Yeah. That that ramped up version. The remastered version on YouTube? Yeah, that they put in more moves. They made it more realistic to what we're used to seeing now. Because you I know, watch that every day just to get me out of bed. I'm not even gonna lie, that is the best thing I've ever dude, seen. That is a fantastic fight. 
Do you think George would have been like, I'm buying that shit and buy it and put it in a special, special edition? <laughs> Agree, which that's why, like, if they redid, like, A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi with all the original actors, but did, like, that kind of fighting version. Yeah. You know, blockbuster. I'm oh. dumb. I'm down. Oh, yeah. How do we watch this and take my money? Yeah, no shit. Shut up and take my money. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Yeah, that re- that remastered version of those two fighting. When I saw that, I was like, "Is this real life? I can't even believe what I'm watching right now." And I must have watched it like ten times, and it was almost the same kind of emotion I had when my daughter was born. Which <laughs> I'll never admit to that on camera or film. Edit that out. But you, you I'm like, cut Holy it out. <laughs> shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Edit that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, it was one of the greatest things I've ever seen, and I I wished I'm like man, that, I wish they would have did that. Because yeah, I keep waiting for that same people that put that out to do like one of Empire Strikes Back or Return of the Jedi when they're fighting something. And you know they didn't do it to where it was unrealistic because you know like uh, Alec Guinness, he was an old man, so he fought like an old guy in that. They made it of course realistic to where. I think it's something he could have done in that part. Agree. Agree. But, totally. I mean, what are you going to do? I'm, you know. But yeah, have you seen the Batman versus Darth Vader? I have not seen that. Holy crap. Is it good? Oh. You think that uh, version of that fight between Obi-Wan and Vader is good? This is that same high quality shit. And what it is is Superman was captured by the Empire and he was being held on the Death Star. And Batman shows up in his little bat shuttle <laughs> and he gets himself onto the Death Star and he ends up fighting Darth Vader. Lightsaber style, two blades fighting. And I'm not, and I'm done. I'm not telling you anymore. Which I could see if they fought lightsaber to lightsaber, you know, I don't know how that would go. But when you add the force in, it's like, you know, I think that's why I've always kind of been a Marvel person versus DC, which is like, there's always that argument. Oh, I don't know what's better. Like who would fight and win Star Trek or Star Wars. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Star Wars. I'm all, they have lasers. Everybody else has the force and everything else. So there's no competition, which same thing with Batman. He's just a regular man with a lot of money and technology, but he's got skill. You go lightsaber yeah. to lightsaber. Pretty if, good. If, if you had the force in and it's kind of like a cheat move. Exactly. But Vader does use the force in it. And, um, Batman has a little bit of a, a little bit of a thing to help him out with that. Just a little. But he, oh man, you're he, teasing me, Mike. He, I'm not even lying. You're giving me a semi boner. Don't even finish, dude. It's it's amazing, you know. And I'm, a, I'm I, and I'm a big I'm a big Batman fan, and Darth okay. Vader. I mean, to see him fighting, it's fucking awesome. And if you want to watch yeah, something which, to makes you laugh, look up Chad Vader. I've seen Chad Vader. It's hilarious. Uh, yeah, grocery store manager, night store manager. <laughs> yep. Oh my god, that's <laughs> exactly. some of the funniest shit. But yeah, I, I that Batman versus Darth Vader, I probably watch that about once a month. Once a month. Yeah, it's the same way with like the Kylo Ren and the radar technician on Saturday Night Live. Hilarious. Oh yeah. 
<laughs> yes, yes, he is cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was good, man. And and for um, Adam Driver to, you know, to be part of that and you know make fun of himself, I love it. Yeah, and which they said Adam Driver was like, you know, Ben Solo. This and that. at first I was like negative, but you know he he fit great. He's a great Kylo Ren, and there's some people that are, I mean, they critique everything. Me, as long as I get Star Wars content, I kind of don't really care where it goes or where it happens. I just want more. I'm not a complainer like that. I'm not that person. Exactly. Like if I can just get anything to the story, I'll take it. I'll yeah. take whatever I can yeah. get. And, you know, I have some issues myself about some of the stuff, but I'm not going to go out there and tell everybody on the Internet that they're wrong for not agreeing with me. Agree. Yeah. Like one thing that always bothered me when after um, I said this to my friend and he had a great comeback, but <clears throat> with today's day and age, but um, the, the the thing that people say that. Ray is a Mary Sue. How does she know how to fight with the lightsaber already? How does she know how to fly a ship already? How can she do this? Hey, go back and watch A New Hope. The Fuck force me. works in mysterious ways. Also, Luke did the same damn thing. Agree. Right. He got you know? he got trained in a jungle for a couple weeks and he didn't even hardly use a lightsaber, but yet he got the he got the cojones enough to go face Vader. He it was the exact yeah. same thing. And my buddy was like, "It's because she's a girl." I was like, "You're right. That's probably it." But I think it's stupid, man, because she did. Luke did the exact same thing. Yeah, the only thing that gets me is almost like they. I mean, I love any kind of Star Wars like I can get. I mean, I'm not gonna say I hate a Star. I hated Jar Jar Binks, but I'll watch the movie anytime I can get. But on like, um, not the Force Awakens, but the second one, I was like, I think I'm watching Empire Strikes Back with the ad at instead of walking through the snow, it's walking through the salt, the salt planet. Oh yeah. So, I <laughs> mean, that kind of got me. But exactly. But I was like, okay, I'm still down with the story. Any kind of content I can get, I appreciate, yeah. and I'm thankful for. Yeah, I'm good, man. I love it all. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Yeah. The. Uh, about Jar Jar Binks. I I I don't have a problem with him. I don't know why it doesn't. He doesn't bother me. Yeah, he's a moron. Who cares? You know, he was you know, put he in there is, for comedic the over- effect. Right, and the, I guess the only question I would have, which if I I don't question any of their decisions, because who am I? I'm a nobody. But like they killed off Boba Fett, and he was a great character. They kill off Darth Darth Maul. He's an amazing character, and that's the only thing that gets me is they always kill off the characters that have like the best backstory or the most mystery. But they got the backlash for killing off those characters. Correct. And <laughs> those characters are not dead. Well, and they get the spinoff movies for them. Yeah, Maul's dead. Yeah. But um yeah when they yeah, first is, is maul dead or is he walking around with robot legs and remanufactured legs and everything else you know no he's dead now <laughs> in in the in the canon he's dead correct yeah 
which I'm just now catching up on that, Rebels. <clears throat> but the whole Jar Jar Binks thing, there was a story that came out about Jar Jar. About being like the, the ultimate Sith. <laughs> exactly. That George right. said he was the and key to everything. And, this, and when you listen to it and look at the story, you're like, oh my God, he was. He was the puppeteer behind everything. Yeah. Yeah. So it's creepy. The most custom, I don't even want to believe it. The most custom thing that I've ever done is I bought a Jar Jar figure and painted him black, put a red <laughs> lightsaber in his hand, and put a cape on him. Or, yeah, you're like, here you go, folks. Yeah. Sith Lord. What's his name? Uh, what's the thing called? Uh, the not the the cloak. Is it a cloak? Goes yeah. over. Yeah. Yeah. I I wanted that when I heard that theory. That's the new canon in my head now. <laughs> <laughs> I I so wish that that was real. You know, if if the story about George saying he's the key to everything, and he said after all the backlash with Jar Jar. He changed the story a little bit. And then we get Count Dooku. Don't get me wrong. Count Dooku's cool. I like him. He's a badass, definitely. Right. But how cool would it have been if people were like, oh, Jar Jar sucks. He's annoying. And then they find out why he's annoying because he is fooling everybody. Right. He's a force wielder and a Sith Lord and something crazy. Yeah. I mean, imagine that shit. The man can stand on a shoreline and jump 15 feet into the air and do flips. Come on. <laughs> yeah, which, and that's where I think you and me have the advantage as far as it doesn't matter where Star Wars goes from here. We were on the ground floor when mm-hmm. it came out. Yeah. You know, and it doesn't matter which way it goes left, right, here and there, because the younger generation, they look at a new hope and empire like, Oh, those graphics or the CGI and everything is horrible. But when you and I watched it, it was <laughs> well, top of the line. Oh, it was amazing. It was, it was the most technologically advanced thing that's ever been put out on film at that time. Exactly. And when they're like, Oh, the CGI is horrible. You look at them and go, what CGI? <laughs> yeah, there was none. There was people running around, holding stuff, moving it. It was amazing. It was all superimposed. You know, if you look at the old versions of the films, um, like the old VCR tapes, if you look at like the X wings and the the ships in the sky, you could still see you could see the mark around them where they've superimposed exactly. them onto the screen. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and it's great, man. I mean. Like you said, back then, that was top-notch yeah, Cutting edge. Yeah, yeah there definitely. you go. That's the word. Cutting edge technology. Yeah. It was it was amazing. And to watch how they did, you know, the behind-the-scenes stuff on how they did the, the passes on the Death Star, you know, how they, how they did it all is f- so amazing. Yeah, looking back now, like when the – the emperor gets off the shuttle and you've got a guy there and he's hand painting these stormtroopers and stuff oh, yeah. to lined up. And you're like, how did that guy even do that? I can't even imagine. Oh yeah. Like that. when they're showing Lando and uh, Han talking, I can't remember which movie it was. I think it was, it could have been, I think it was jet. Uh, yeah. Return of the Jedi. They're standing in front of a painting of the Falcon. Yeah. Yeah. And same with Luke. In Empire Strikes Back, on top of the, when he gets his hand cut off, he, they're above a painting. 
It's, yep. it, it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, there, it's, there, there aren't artists like that anymore. Uh, yeah, everything is, you know, computer generated, which is awesome, but you don't have that nostalgia effect. You don't have the people spending, you know, 30, 40, 50 hours to draw something, paint something for like a three second shot. Oh, I know. Those were the days of commitment. <laughs> Agree. Yeah. It's awesome. <clears throat> but yeah. I could sit here and talk about Star Wars all day, dude. <laughs> yeah, we could make this podcast like ten hours long. I mean, I know. I'm then I could put, uh, I could I put agree. out, a, I could put out <laughs> an episode for, for, uh, <laughs> for the next like, <laughs> like two, three months. <laughs> That's it. <clears throat> but have you have you been watching the Bad Batch, or did you completely watch it every every week it comes out and you know I love it. Would you, it you it's amazing. It? it adds to the story. And fills in gaps that I needed. That's what I love. I love when these shows come out and they start filling gaps. I mean, I like I said, I just started getting getting into watching Rebels. I watched the first few episodes when they first aired, but for some reason I just couldn't get into it. And then my last radio thing I did, maybe it was the last one or the one before that, um, there was a story about uh, possibly... Um, casting Sabine Wren. And so I looked up something of Sabine Wren on YouTube to use, because I'll do a story and then I'll put in a little sound clip to divide the stories, you know. And she, um, I, I found a story of her, a little clip of her talking to Ezra. And I was like, man, why am I not watching this? This is amazing. And uh, yeah, when I when I, I first heard of Rebels, you know, I was I watched the first, you know, first kind of season. I was like, oh, I don't want to watch this. It's cartoony and whiny. But yeah. man, I just, you know, I kind of weathered it, and then I got addicted, and it was amazing. And I'm like, when is Ezra coming back? Who's gonna play him? I mean, dude. this is you know pulling on my heartstrings. It's filling in gaps I didn't know or had of oh, the yeah. original story, and I need more, dude. When they I'm sitting there watching it and I'm I'm just now like the third episode in sec in the second season. How they bring Ahsoka in at the end and then they bring Vader in at the end. And I'm yep. like, Oh, I'm here, man. I'm here. I gotta go. I gotta go watch more. <laughs> yeah, it was uh and then and then I watched I watch, I don't know why I didn't start watching Rebels more back when I heard about the fight between Ahsoka and Vader in Rebels, and I watched that, and I thought that was amazing. You know, it it was, and Ahsoka, she grew on me. I think like everybody else, when I first started watching her, and I was like, oh man, she's kind of whiny, yeah, and this and that. But at the, by the time the end of it, you're rooting for her, oh, and yeah. you're like, oh, I'm definitely a Ahsoka fan. And luckily, I watched that before The Mandalorian. So when she showed up in there, I was like, holy shit, I'm all, you're, you're helping fix my life right now. <laughs> and thank you very much. <laughs> so what do you think of the casting of the live action Ahsoka? I like it. You know, it's great. They couldn't have picked anybody better to do that. I, was, I, I love it. It's amazing. I was, you know, don't get me wrong. I like Rosario Dawson and I'll watch her. She's like Morgan Freeman or Tom Hanks. I'll watch him do anything. Exactly. But yeah. Why didn't they use 
um because you know when they when they draw a character for an animation that character looks similar to how the the voice actor looks agree why couldn't yeah. they use ashley Eckstein as the live action you know put her on cables and shit to make her flip and you know she could do some lightsaber moves and train her a little bit. Why couldn't they have used her? That's I don't I don't have a problem with Rosario doing it, but I don't understand why they didn't use Ashley. You know I feel the same way. Just Rosario seemed a little more mature, and a at you know, and that was like that's a perfect fit. I mean, definitely she has the same kind of demeanor and attitude, and yeah, I you know it flowed great with me. Oh yeah, I thought she did great. I loved her. As uh, to see Ahsoka come to life on a live action, and yeah, I, I I was I was loving it. And another thing, yeah, I mean, go ahead. Uh, Mandalorian for me, you know, it was you know you and I were close to the very close to the same age, so the whole Dude, we were both born in the same like, year. Is he dead? Is he not dead? This is bullshit. But Mandalorian, when you saw Boba Fett come back. We were like, thank you, Jesus. Oh. We all knew this in our hearts, what happened, and here we go. You finally put it on film to make oh. it real. I know. To know that he did climb out of that Sarlacc. Oh. <laughs> and exactly. the way he was in The Mandalorian, you couldn't ask for a better Boba Fett. I agree. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I watch all these YouTube videos where people see, like, you know, they watch that or they watch the final episode when Luke comes back and they're crying. I'm like, oh, man, these guys are stupid. And when I'm watching <laughs> it, I tell my wife, don't come in here real quick. I, I There's something in my eye. Give me I'm a like, tissue. Oh, my God. There's something in my eye. <laughs> yeah, the, I, I just saw. First, I think we talked about this, how they destroyed the Razor Crest assholes. But. And that's the only thing. Yeah, I that, like was, about that was kind of heartbreaking, especially, you know, because I'm backing one of the Kickstarter ones or yeah. the HasLab ones. I'm yeah. like, shit, that sucks. But, you know, you see Slave 1 or whatever they want to call it now, it's still Slave 1. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. The, um, the, I, I saw a little clip on Instagram and uh, said something like that. it was like cold or something because when Boba got his armor. Yeah. And, and oh. Those two ships that were taken off. I think it was on that planet yep. where they stole uh, Grogu from. And uh, he like flips his little eyepiece down and then leans forward, launches his rocket, and just stands there and watches. And yeah. Then, and then, then he just like, turns uh, around Dijin and walks is away. Like, hey, you're a great shot. He's like, I'm aiming for the other one. <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, but he couldn't yeah. have hit, he couldn't have hit a, a better one. You Correct. Know, Agree. Yeah. yeah. I hope they find a way to bring back the Razor Crest. Something, yeah. Get the Jawas, build that thing back up. Here I'll, we go. I'll I'll believe whatever they want to tell me. <laughs> if they want to tell me that um, Spock from Star Trek brought it, I'll believe it. Yeah, whatever whatever yeah. we need to bring this back, I'm game. Let's oh, do it. Yeah, yeah. If they want to tell me that uh, the Mandalorian threw a coin in a fountain and a fairy showed up and <laughs> granted him his wish, I'll buy it. Exactly. I just want the fucking Razor Crest back. <laughs> yeah, any any content I can get is great content. Yeah, I I totally agree, man. <laughs> I totally agree. I I mean, I, my my buddy, I, you know, for some reason I just wasn't in because I've never watched all of Clone Wars, and 
my friend. You got to like, watch that, Mike. It's amazing. When I first started watching it, I was like, I'm not watching this. And I got addicted and had to watch the whole thing. You know, like after watching all of the Bad Batch and some of Rebels, I'm like, yeah, they made this show for a kid, but they put in stuff for adults. For us, it ties old, everything old together. Yeah, it ties. Before I was like, I'm not watching a cartoon, but it ties everything together and fills in gaps you need, and it completes your life. You're like, leave me alone. I'm watching a cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I thought you said you weren't going to watch that. Shut up. Get out of here. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, I, was, uh, I just never got into Clone Wars, but after I finish Rebels, I'm going to go back to Clone Wars because my buddy's telling me like, oh, yeah, the you know, the, the Mortis arc and all this shit. And I'm just like, all right. I mean, the first scene from the first episode was awesome. Yoda staring down the barrel of a tank. Exactly. And I'm like, why am I not watching this? I know. And yeah, I mean, and I never wanted to watch it. It's one of those things that late night, you, know, you turn on Netflix, you're like, all right, let me just check this out or something or Disney plus. And you start watching it, and you're like, I need this in my life. It's, it's filling in voids and gaps that I need yeah. you know, to have filled. You know, uh, what I always thought would have been cool, and I would do this shit. If I ever made movies, and, you know, if I, if I was George Lucas, let's put it that way, I would have taken, you know, because the Clone Wars takes place between what? Between um, the Clone Wars and Revenge, right? Yeah. I would have, I would have started with a real scene from a live action version of Anakin and Obi Wan, and faded it into cartoon, and then at the end, well, something that was in the movie, and at the end of the series, fade it back from a cartoon to a real a real scene in the movie. That'd be pretty awesome. To, it would great, to fill you know, that go gap from cartoon in. to live action and back and forth yeah to fill that gap that would have been awesome but you know I, I i will watch it you know after watching the bad batch and seeing what they've done and seeing how they are making this for kids yes but they're putting stuff in for the uh, adult fans to tie shit together for them it's they've done an amazing job that that episode with cad bane in it was Oh my god, that was so badass. Which, which that's what I think is the amazing thing. It's, I mean, everybody at the end of the game, it's they need to figure out a way to make money. So hopefully, we can get a whole bunch of backstories on a whole bunch of people. We need like Cad Bane, oh, Bosk, yeah. any of the bounty hunters. You know, yeah. if Disney makes a backstory, well, they're coming out with a comic just because it's a uh, War of the Bounty Hunters, Hello? which is cool. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's that's great. You make anything. You know, I love comics. You love comics. We love to read. The The newer generation, they want to watch it on TV. Yeah. So anytime Disney can do a spinoff of Bounty Hunters oh, yeah. Definitely. or anything like that, any kind of backstory, I'm game. I'll I mean, watch it. What do you think is more expensive, animation or live action? See that I don't know. I'm not that smart. I wish I was because otherwise I'd do spinoff movies left and right. I mean, that would be cool. <laughs> I mean, I, I would be yeah. fine with either either medium, especially starting to get into watching these cartoons. Which before I was, I was probably kind of like, eh, 
It's a cartoon. Like my buddy, he just could not get into that cartoon, The Resistance. And maybe okay. maybe it's because it's not our generation of Star Wars, but Clone Wars is, and Rebels is, but Resistance is new shit. Which I'm with him. I haven't seen any of the Resistance, but Clone Wars and everything else I've watched and I know everything about. I started to read uh, the audio book of The High Republic. I just I couldn't I couldn't get into it, man. It just it was weird. Give me an old Republic. Give me some Darth Bane, some Darth Malgus. I'm in. Yeah, Darth Reaven. Yeah, I'm down. Reaven, yeah, I'm in, man. Which, that's what I'm waiting for the live-action movie of. It's like, okay, you know, you played everything out of the Star Wars we've seen. Let's go back so far. You can invent new characters, new actors, new actresses, and let's go and down. They, and they've got, they've got source material to go after. Correct. I you mean, know, the, the plot's already written. You just need to get the actors and make it. Right. I mean, give me a Malgus. Give me a Bane. Give me a Revan. Give me a Revan with that mask, Correct. man. Yeah. You know, he's one of the best Sith I know and don't know about. I'm going to disagree with you on the best Sith. But, hey, we can agree to disagree, right? Agree. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm always going to go with you know, Vader. <laughs> Of course, yeah, he's one of those that was like good and bad, and then got turned again. Darth Raven, you're like, what's going on? Yeah, I got a question for you. Speaking of this okay, animation stuff, have you seen this new Visions trailer? I haven't. No. Oh my god, dude! You need to go when we get off of here. Go to YouTube and type in Star Wars Visions. It is a new trailer. I just did a story on it. Um, I recorded before I talked to you. It is done by a bunch of anime artists. And it's, I guess they're all original stories. And I guess one of them, there's a book coming out called um, something about Ronin, Star Wars, something Ronin. Oh, kind of like they did the Raphael last Ronin kind of thing? I don't know. Here, I got it right here. I can tell you what it says. But you're going to hear about it here in this episode because, hey, why don't we just let people hear that right now? We're going to go to the BK on the air thing right now. Let's do go it. Ahead. We go to Star Wars Extra's very own Mike Man with the latest episode of our Star Wars Extra Radio Edition presented on BK on the air on WBHF 100.3 FM and AM 1450 in Atlanta, Georgia. And also at hashtag Atlanta on the tune and app and fistful of radio.com. Welcome to Star Wars Extra, brought to you by Channel Star Wars, bringing you the latest from the Star Wars galaxy. I'm your host, Mike Mann. Hello there. This week, Star Wars released the official trailer for the upcoming Star Wars Visions animated series. With nothing shy of truly brilliant artwork and animation, Visions will take fans on an epic new Star Wars-inspired anime adventure. Created by some of the most notable Japanese anime studios in the industry, the anthology series will consist of 10 stories in 9 episodes one of which will tie directly into the upcoming Star Wars Ronin, a Visions novel. The Star Wars Visions trailer can be viewed on YouTube and StarWars.com. Star Wars Visions premieres September 22nd, streaming on Disney+. Plus. It's the first time I've confronted such darkness. Something ancient and sinister 
Also this week, Marvel Comics released a preview of the next illustrated series from famed Star Wars writer Charles Soule, which will be titled Star Wars Crimson Rain. The writer's current series, War of the Bounty Hunters, which focuses on the trek that the carbonated Han Solo takes to his future ornamental home in Jabba the Hutt's palace, saw the return of Solo's first love, Kira, who we met in Solo, a Star Wars story. Kira, portrayed on the big screen by Amelia Clark, has risen above her street scug upbringing on Corellia and found her new way into the shadowy organization Crimson Dawn run by none other than Darth Maul himself. After the latter's death on Tatooine, Kira steps in to oversee her new criminal empire in a seedy galaxy. Soul's new series will focus on this ascension and imminent control. Star Wars Crimson Reign is set to be a five-issue limited series and will hit shelves in November. Oh my god, I'm in a Star Wars movie. Marvel Comics released a collection of blueprint variant covers featuring artwork by Paolo Vanelli for an upcoming series in the War of the Bounty Hunters saga. The images consist of six prints featuring various bounty hunters and their ships. One in particular features the elusive Boba Fett and the former Slave One. Written in the Star Wars text of Erebus, the Star Wars ship is listed simply as Fire Spray, which is the model type of the vessel. Star Wars fans did what they do best and jumped the blaster about the listing being the new official name of the Slave One. The former most likely being dropped because Disney didn't want a licensed entity to contain the word slave. But for now, the only semi-official title is Boba Fett's Starship, as it is listed on the latest Lego release of the space transport. Slave One. Slave One. It's called Slave One. I didn't know sidekicks were allowed to talk. Also in comic news, Star Wars brings back a classic character only to blast him into space dust. As part of the ongoing War of the Bounty Hunters crossover event, Star Wars number 16 brings us the brings us to the auction of the frozen Han Solo. One of the ships present is a war vessel called the Dark Syndicate, and the captain of that ship is none other than the original version of Jabba the Hutt, actor Declan Mulholland. Sparing the details, his ship fires on an Imperial cruiser, which immediately destroys the attackers. However, for two glorious frames, Mulholland was pulled back into cannon. Right here, Java. I've been waiting for you. Have you not? You didn't think I was going to run, did you? Ah, my boy. There are times you disappoint me. Why haven't you paid me? And why did you have to fry poor Greedo like that? After all, we've been through together. In the upcoming episode of the Star Wars Gallery docuseries, fans go behind the scenes with Dave Filoni to see the artwork behind Luke Skywalker's appearance in The Mandalorian. The methods, technology, and techniques have already been reported on extensively. However, this is a visual, detailed look at Mark Hamill's de-aging combined with the physical stand-in actor. Star Wars Gallery featuring The Mandalorian making of Luke Skywalker streams on August 25th on Disney+. Also note, this is the first Star Wars title released on the new Wednesday debut schedule. And last up this week, fans of The Mandalorian finally have some concrete info on season three of the award-winning series. Recently at the Steel City Con, series actor, director Carl Weathers stated that the season will begin filming within the month. This comes as very welcome news as fans were still reveling and speculating about the production after Giancarlo Esposito recently cryptically shared that the series will begin filming very soon. 
Based on this new information and looking at the Lucasfilm and Disney production release history from the past series, fans will most likely see The Mandalorian Season 3 in 2022. There is one job. Let's see the puck. No puck. Face to face. Direct commission. Deep pocket. One more thing before we go, I just wanted to wish my beautiful wife a very happy 29th birthday. Happy birthday, Tracy. That's all the time we have. Don't forget to check out the Star Wars Extra podcast streaming on Anchor and Spotify. As always, tune back in next week for all the latest and greatest in Star Wars. For Star Wars Extra, I'm Mike Mann. And now, back to BK on the air. All right, we're back. See? See what I told you? Let me tell you. This trailer is amazing. And it's it's all in that anime style. But it's Star Wars. Hey, any kind of Star Wars I can get. I'm down for. And there, there is a scene where somebody, you see somebody throw a kyber crystal into a saber and they light it up, but the angle they use is like you see in the samurai movies when they pull the blade out and they pull it like that oh, yeah. and the blade lights up as it comes up. And there's another shot in the trailer where this guy, somebody like, looks like they chopped down at him. And he takes his hands and and uses the force to hold the blade back from hitting him. It's it's amazing stuff, dude. It gave me chills. I That's mean, pretty, it. Sounds pretty awesome. I'm gonna check it out definitely. I mean, there's one shot of Bunta Eve they show, and it's it's gorgeous, dude. And you need to check out Darth Vader versus Batman. I definitely will check that one out for sure for you. Yes. And if you don't, well, I guess you don't. <laughs> We're not friends anymore. <laughs> you suck. You're fired. <laughs> but um, we're, we've gone over an hour, an hour and five minutes so far. With BTK on the air, it'll be a bit longer than that. It'll probably be shorter. It's a easy to talk about Star Wars. I could do it all day. I could keep, uh, keep you trapped. Oh, I love it, dude. I, and that's 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 what I tell my my buddy, you know. I just want to talk about Star Wars. I just want to do Star Wars stuff. And he's like, "Hey, I got, I've got this. Um, you know, I could write this stuff up if you want to record something." I'm like, "Yeah, do it." Um, <laughs> I, I I just want to talk about Star Wars, and I I don't have anybody to talk about it with. So I started yeah, thinking, I mean- I'm gonna, you know, you're a fan. I wanted to get Darth Hader, if you know who that is. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, anybody I can to talk about it. So maybe, I mean, maybe I don't we'll want do to admit again. it, but I'll admit it. Star Wars like made me the person I am today. But you know, I hate to say that, but it's true. Why? Why do you hate to say that? I don't. Just everybody else does. You know, there's a lot of haters out there, but yeah, I love Star Wars. You know, and it it focused me. That's you know, I hate this, and a lot of people are like. Oh, Star Wars is great. You know, Luke Sauer. I'm like, no, I'm straight dark side. You know, oh, it yeah. made me the man I am today. I say, you know, you know, go with the dark side. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've always liked the bad guys since I was a kid. Always. Yep. I've always liked Darth Vader, Cobra Commander. Uh, I don't know about Mask, but Skeletor. Um, yeah, exactly. They're yeah. always, you know, they've got something going on and you kind of relate with it. And I'm like, I'm there with them. Definitely. Yeah. And 
it's something else about Darth Vader, and maybe this sounds cheesy. I don't care. Um, he, I feel, I feel sorry for the guy, even though he's not real. I feel sorry for him, man. He's tortured. He's tortured as hell by the emperor. He's tortured by the fact thinking he killed his wife. He killed his kid. I mean, the emperor treats him like shit. He's stuck in that damn suit. He hates it. He, the emperor was talking, I guess I heard uh, the emperor was talking about, oh, I have a new suit that's going to be more comfortable for you. And then for some reason, he never got it. Exactly. Like, Anakin always tries to put others first, but he always ends up losing at the end. Mm -hmm. He is treated like the redheaded stepchild. Agree. I said that because you're a ginger. Yeah, I can relate with that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. But yeah, he he's he is treated horrible. And it, it makes me it yeah, it makes me sad. And I've I you know, I'm not a writer, but I've I've written a couple things and uh, I have my buddy proofread it and make sure it doesn't sound like a run on sentence or a moron wrote it. And I wanna write something about how tortured Darth Vader is, but I can't think of anything. I can't think of how to start it, how to, how to, what to say. I just, I'm completely lost on that one. So I did write something yeah, about agreed. Plagueis. Oh, that'd be pretty awesome. Which I think going back to the Vader thing, I think the Kenobi series that, you know, Favreau's coming out with, right. I think that's going to fill in a lot of blanks and voids with it. We haven't never had filled before that I think will make us feel completed. You know what bums me about that series? That it's it's What's not that? it's not going to be a continuing series like The Mandalorian is. It's going to be like nine parts or eight parts or whatever it is, and that's it. You know, I I agree, but I also like that because you know how eventually it ends. You know, right. you know, well, Darth Vader, Obi Wan fight in the Death Star here and there, so. If you can fill in everything I need in eight or nine episodes, I'm down for it. Let's do this. Yeah, Thank you very much. Think about it, though. There is 19 years in between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. There's oh, yeah. You could definitely go on some crazy seven, eight, nine episodes, seasons of stories. But if you can fill everything I need in nine episodes, all right, I'm down. So is that is that what it is? I mean, as long as they fill in the gaps and answer the questions that you, you've been wondering all these years, you're cool with just oh, that many episodes? It'll complete my life, yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's cool. I agree with that. That's, And, you know, I'm fine with that, but I just want to see Vader. <laughs> yeah. I, I, mean, do, I do like the idea of filling in all these holes that we've had. And I mean, yeah, that's a. I'm fine with it. I just, it's the same way with the book of Boba Fett. As long as you fill it in, I'm great. But well, if you can give me a thousand more scenes of him doing gangster stuff, oh, I'm on board. Let's so, do this. So do we can do like ten seasons. You think they're going to do flashbacks and shit for Book of Boba about how he climbed out of that and stuff? I, I, I think they will because I think like you and me. Like John Favreau is on the same page we are. It's like, how did this happen? How did we get here? And how do we go forward? Right. And he's the same kind of fanboy you and I are that got left off where we have gaps in our life. We're like, uh, this is bullshit. We know we survived. 
how to tell us how. You know what they do. You know what they need to do. Um, for the younger Boba, they need to bring in uh, Daniel Logan. Agree. To, yeah. I mean, even if they have to shave his head and give give him scars or whatever, they need to bring in Daniel Logan for at least the part of him climbing out of the Sarlacc. If they show that, which I think they need to show that. That's that's a question. Exactly. That's Just like they did for the vintage Boba, where you're like, oh my god, it's really him. You're like, look, we're looking at the same actor. You know, done. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the actor they brought in—that's uh, the voice of all the clones, right? Tomorrow Morrison. Yeah. That. Yep. I mean, that's awesome. I, that's Aquaman's dad. Yeah, it makes my heart smile. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know what I'm doing with that quote. <laughs> Don't edit that into some creepy way. No, 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 because I, I named the episode something, and it's usually some kind of quote or something we talked about. If I can't find something, it's just what we talked about. This one was going to be Star Wars Extra. It makes my heart smile. Well, we're going to wrap it up here, Bantha. Um, this is We're going to have to do this again. When we start getting other stuff, uh, or if we just want to talk about something, if you don't mind, I would love to do this again. It's an honor, Mike. I really appreciate it. And thank you very much. Do you, do you want to tell anybody where you can be found? Negative. No, I can't be found anywhere. You know, if you stumble across me, you're lucky. If not, you're, you're missing out on life. You want to tell anybody where Bantha fodder or not Bantha fodder, where Booger Stew can be found? If I wish I knew where Booger Stew was, I wish I could find them. I have an idea. It may be Twin Dig Toys, or it could be like the OG Jedi. But if I knew, I'd put it out there. But it's a mystery to me, like you and everything else. You know why? First of all, we're coming after you, Twin Dig. <laughs> but <laughs> definitely, watch, watch the whole time. The whole time it was Daddy O. <laughs> yeah, you know it could be Ryan the whole time. He's such oh. an ass. You're like, I love you and I hate you at the same time. <laughs> You're such a good guy, you liar. I know it was you, you son of a bitch. <laughs> exactly. You know the ultimate troll. <laughs> oh my god, that would be great. Oh, that would make my heart smile. <laughs> Agree. <laughs> All right, brother. We're gonna we're gonna sign off now. So. That's all we got. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Mike, thank you very much. I appreciate it. You're amazing. No problem, buddy. Thank you. Yes, sir.